we made it to the weekend. It's Friday and it's another hot day. And I'm glad of it because I got to wear sandals yesterday uh, and it was nice. And forgive me if I look a little moistened and shiny. Uh, it's the moisturizer and it's the sun blocking moisturizer. So, uh, so I look do kissed. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Thank you to all the people who run up to me and say they listen to me. And thank you to all the new people who are listening this morning who I met yesterday at Reimagining Public Safety. And hey, Gary Winfield, I saw you yesterday. <laughs> I saw you sitting behind me. <laughs> the New Haven delegation was all sitting together. It was not planned that way. It's just we just gravitate toward each other. So I was sitting next to Kalila. And uh, in front of Lee Cruz, uh, uh, Kia Levy was behind me, um, Lena Jihad. So it was, a, it was a whole New Haven contingency. And the uh, U.S. Uh, State's Attorney uh, was sitting next to me. And I took a picture with her. And I was joking with, uh, with, my, with my brother, uh, Earl. I said, last time I was in the presence of a U.S. State's Attorney, it wasn't a good day. <laughs> And she said, I know. He said, but we changing all, we have changed all that. I said, yeah, girl, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was a good, it was a good, uh, it was a good, it was a good gathering of folks to talk about public safety. And, and it was philanthropists, people who grant money, people who work in community, um, and, uh, and other interested, other interested people, um, uh, in the room, and uh, it was really good. I, I really appreciated the conversation. So, uh, high five, Cliff, over at Wesleyan. We're at Wesleyan. That's a, you know, it's a good hike to walk through that campus. Oh, it's like walking from farm to farm. Let me tell you. Uh, but it was nice to. Uh, it was nice to be in the community. People working on these issues, wrestling with these issues. There are no solution. There's no one solution. There are only solution. You know, everybody's situation is different, and they differ from from state to state, city to city, how, you know, village to village. Even though the overarching issues are the same, the nuances of it are different. Um, and so, so it was really good to be in a, a listen to people. Now talk about how they're dealing with stuff, how they're working, how they're building community, how they're working in partnership. I mean, you that's this is what it is, you know. So so it was really nice. To I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I'm talking. Next thing I know, the, the zoom just goes whoop. So I was like, all right, and then. I have no internet. And then I click on the little internet thing and reconnect it. And here I am. I, I don't know. <laughs> I do the best I can with what I have. Anyway, back to reimagining public safety at Wesleyan. It was a good conversation. That's what I'll say. And I got to catch up with people. Hey, Adam Clark. I know you're not listening to me this morning, but maybe you might. Nice to see you. You're back on my radar. Adam Clark uh, is, you know, he runs a lot of data, statistical gathering information. I met him through the justice world. 
And uh, so it was good to see him in the room yesterday. And he sat next to me. We got a chance to catch up. Uh, I hadn't seen him in a very long time. So it was nice to see him. And, you know, I'm always happy when people, you know, are still out there doing the good work. And he is out there doing the good work. So, hey, Andrew, I'm going to get you to New Haven. <laughs> that is my mission. You're back on my radar. Uh, and it's good to see that you are well. And the kids are good. They're like teenagers, full on. When I knew them, when I last time I saw them, these kids wasn't even teenagers yet. They were just getting to the bar. So now they are teenagers. So I hope I see you before they graduate. <laughs> so maybe you'll bring them to Arts and Ideas this summer. Hang out a little bit. Do a little something, something. You know, get have a good time. Anyway, uh, yeah. So today, oh, I got to go pick up my uh, my Yale ID. So I could get into the libraries unencumbered. <laughs> so I could study at my leisure. And I don't have to trouble the, the law students. And 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 they don't see the trouble. They've been very supportive. Uh, as a matter of fact, next week, Kayla Vincent, uh, who runs the Racial and Justice Center, co-runs it with uh, James Foreman and the Yale Access to Law School program. Uh, they, she's going to be my guest. Uh at some point next week. Oh, I don't know when she's coming on. Oh, she's coming on Thursday. She's coming on Thursday because the application opens up on Monday uh, for the new fellow, cohort of fellows. And so I'm hoping that people will uh, take advantage of it. Seriously, because it's a, it's a heavy lift. I mean, it really is a heavy lift. And, uh, and I hope that people jump on. So anyway, a uh, couple of things going on. Uh, going back to the symphony on Sunday, because Sunday uh, is the last of the American Idol stuff. <laughs> you know, their versions of the American Idol. You know, it's the last day for uh, symphony stuff. The last candidate. So... So they, they're going to go do that, which is exciting. And then uh, I don't know what else I have going on. Oh, DiasporaCon. Saturday, DiasporaCon. Make sure you make it. It's going to be a stone gas. DiasporaCon at uh, Puttypiac at the law school where they had it last year. Um, so go. It'll, it'll be a whole day full of cool stuff. You, you don't want to miss this. I cannot wait to get out there myself. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too, because I think it's going to be a real, real treat, a real treat. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. Uh, so so get yourselves there and uh, and be about it, you know. Saturday, I think like 10 to 4 or 11 to 4, like something like that. So go, enjoy yourselves. You'll see me out there. I'll come after uh, after I finish taking my uh, my LSAT. I'll race out there and spend the rest of the afternoon, you know, hanging out, hanging out and uh, taking in all the uh, the sights and sounds of uh, DiasporaCon. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be good. 
you know, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, so, um, at 10 o'clock at 10 15, I've got, a. Uh, uh, Charlie Grady and the Grade Eight crew coming on, uh, Larise Harvey and a couple other folks, because what they've done is they've been performing. Uh, they've created a stage production not, uh, that they they are uh, they are uh, creating. A, they create a stage production of the stories that some of the Grade Eight tell, um, and uh, and they've been doing this for for a bit now. So anyway, they've got a performance coming up um, soon and uh, they're going to come on and talk about it. So I'm looking forward to that because uh, what Charlie Grady has done with the grade eight has been amazing. You know, the uh, Connecticut Hall of Change. So the the event is Monday um, from six to eight at the Affinity Music Hall on Front Street in Hartford. One state, one film live performances and dialogue from the Connecticut Hall of Change and the grade eight. So I want people to go. I, I am in the inaugural class of the grade eight. Uh, and I try to support them as much as I can. I've not gone up to the prison to see my name and likeness on the wall, uh, but I, I dare say I will get up there at some point. It's at the, one of the oldest prisons in the country. No, nobody stays there anymore now. It's a relic in a museum of some sort. Um, so so the folks that are, are doing it, uh, uh, are, are going to just be on stage telling their stories about what brought them to uh, incarceration and and redemption and all of that, which is, you know, is amazing story. We all have amazing stories, amazing, amazing, amazing stories. So I, I am uh, I am duly excited about about this. Um, I, I won't be able to make it on Monday, but I know some of the stories and I've seen some of them um, 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 present. So uh, it's it's a real treat, and if you if you wanna if you want some insight into the into what happens to people in the carceral system, this might be a good opportunity for you to go and check that out. Seriously, go and check it out. So anyway, uh, that's life. <laughs> it's Friday. It's it's just Friday. You know, I've got a couple of things to do. Uh, not not I don't have a heavy lift today. It's not a heavy lift. Uh, just a few things. Um, I definitely have to just chill and get a good night's rest so I can take this test tomorrow. So I won't be running these streets um, at all. So I won't be doing that. Uh, uh, it's going to be a very light, easy evening. I'll be at home and I'll get to bed early uh, because rest is tantamount to, to doing well on this thing. And then Saturday, I might hit the streets. <laughs> No, really, Saturday, get back into it. Get right back, get back up on the horse. Get right back into it. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's the way of the world. So uh, what are y'all doing this weekend? I know there's all kinds of stuff going on. As I said, DiasporaCon is going on, but there's all kinds of things going on. Um, music is being played, performances happening. Dance Haven is happening this weekend. You know, if, if, I, I'm still struck on the fact that Yale has so much dance going on over there. Who knew? Um, who knew? So, you know, who knew so much dance? Uh, I'm not going to be able to take in any of it because I, I got commitments. 
Although I wouldn't mind trying to, if, if it was happening tonight, I might try to catch some tonight, but unlikely because I, I really need to just chill and be ready for this test and not have to get up in the morning dragging and that's not going to bode well. You know, you have to, you know, as I am finding, as I'm doing this, you have to be keyed up for it and I need to be keyed up for it. So, so uh, that's the way of the world, boys and girls. That's the way of the world. Uh, let's see. I don't know what's going on news-wise. I was trying to, you know, I, as I said, y'all, I've been trying to stay out of the news fray. Not because I'm adverse to news, but because we just all need a break from it. I, I keep enough of the ear to the ground that I know what's happening, but not immersed. I'm not apathetic or any of that. Uh, I'm not, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, minding myself, minding, minding myself. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, so anyway, uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, Adam Matlock has a piece up on music and history on the on the on James Blatchy, Blachey, Blachey, um, for his concert at the symphony on Sunday. So Adam has been covering this the whole time, which has been really nice. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Lennox landlord prevents Sheffield eviction. So a state judge granted a New Hallville tenant an eviction reprieve after a Fairhaven Heights landlord testified that the renter could move into an apartment he owns on Lenox Street, thus sparing her from getting kicked out of her current home. Okay, that sounds like a solution. We'll see how that goes. Um, library leaders push for higher pay. I, I don't understand why people don't see the value in public libraries. But you know we don't have any leadership. Pay the city's pay the city's top librarian a higher salary. Pay every library worker a higher salary. Interim city librarian Maureen Sullivan made that funding pitch as she detailed the budget asked for one of New Haven's most cherished and nationally celebrated public services, which she argued could do with a little more city fiscal love. And she would be right. I don't I don't know how you have a world-class city and but you don't want to invest in world-class libraries. What what are we you but you want to hang damn cameras? <laughs> you want to hang eight thousand cameras <laughs> across the city as if that's gonna keep people safe. You know what keeps people safe? Access and opportunity to education. And you know what, you know what one of the one of the key components of that is public libraries. How many candidates we have run for mayor? How many? I got to get behind one of them, I guess, because God knows. You know, the things that we value, you know, where we spend our money is it tells us what we value. That is uh, public administration 101. What a, muni what a municipality spends its money on tells you what it values. 
So since we're spending this federal money on ridiculous increase in video cameras or cameras. All right, shut up. Library leaders push for higher pay. I'm with you librarians because I think librarians are, I think libraries and librarians are just amazing people. And, you know, if you have a good librarian and they all are good, uh, they are the gatekeepers. They, they are the, not gatekeepers. They're the gateway to imagination and civility and knowledge. So I'm just saying. Margo, did you get that? All right. Be sure to send it to her. On service day, Albertus tends its garden. Ah, so Alberta students, which is right here in Newhallville, you know, with the fence all around it. I get it. No shade to the fence. I mean, at least you could see through it. A day of working in a garden, weeding and pulling, putting in kale and asparagus and bounty that will be given away to food pantries and nonprofits. Uh, 120 people. So they're, they are leaning into... They are leaning into Paul's letter to the Philippians in the New Testament, followed by a prayer. There you go. Okay. I, I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, you know, Albertus Magnus is a Catholic college. Uh, in, the, in the Dominican tradition, which where service and community are pillars of faith of equal importance with the two others, study and prayer. All right. I'll take your word for it. I see what you're doing. I guess that's part of it. Have we seen this before, though? I don't know. Uh, Dixwell Pitch Night gives Biz Dreams um, a kickstart. I, I didn't make it to any of that, um, but they had Pitch Night at uh, at Dixwell, and that's such a big deal. Um, so it was at Next Haven, and the audience at Next Haven. So they were, you know, listening. Uh so, all I mean, this is a great story. So, who wrote this? Oh, Brian Slater, of course, Brian Slatery. Brian Slatery is a true Renaissance man. True. He's a true Renaissance man. Uh, so, uh, start in New Haven. That's the, uh, the, the, the event. So, hey, Caroline Smith, Miles Lasater. Uh, that was a good, like it was a good, well-attended Ooh, lots of people. Uh, wow. Uh, good, good. I, this is a good article. So if you want to know what people are thinking about in terms of entrepreneurial uh, pursuits, this is a good, this is a good sense of, of what people are trying to create and launch and all of that. Um, and I think it's inspiring for other people who might be, you know what? I like to start something. I think it's, I don't know if it's a good idea. I'm excited about it. But when you see other people pitch their ideas, then it, be, then it, then it becomes your idea not so far-fetched. Then your idea becomes, then you, you get courage to like, you know what? This is a good idea. So I, I love it. There's all kinds of people. Hey, there's Doug Halsleyden who was there. Uh... All kinds of stuff was going on. So New Haven Design Week, uh, they're trying to launch that, I guess, or get that off the ground or it's off the ground. And, wow. Oh, and there's some kids and uh, uh, 
fruit of the earth, their family-run business with wife and mother Jocelyn that helps families maintain and strive for a healthy lifestyle. Uh, nice. Uh, I like it. I like it. So I, listen, next Haven, good use of the space. Good use, good use of the space. It seems like they're leaning into community a, a bit more. I might have some faith in them now. We'll see what happens. I might have some faith in them. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, there's a piece up by the Connecticut News Junkie, uh, Hugh McQuaid, A Season of Disappointment. I'm not even going to go there. Anything that has a season of disappointment in it. Mm -mm. <laughs> Citywide kicks off. Salsa kicks off citywide outdoor dining expansion, which I kind of like this because you know I I never eat over on uh, uh in Fair Fair um Fairhaven uh, and there's a lot of lat, lat Latino uh, restaurants and uh, but I just never think to go over there, so now I think I'm making my business go over there because the expansion allows for the city's outdoor dining season to kick off April first. Um, April 1st, but, uh, but this year, rather than previous years, the start date was May, the start date is coming May 1st. If we had some leadership that could really hammer these things out, but all right. So instead of limiting outdoor dining options for restaurants during the colder months and ending the season on November 30th, qualifying restaurants can now apply to participate in an extended outdoor dining season program that will run from December 1st to March 31st every year. Why don't they just open this up and let whoever could do it, do it. Deputy Economic Development Administrator Carlos uh, Azagaya at Izagiri. Izagiri? Izagiri. Izagiri, see, phonics, said on Thursday that this, the expansion came about due to community demands. The, the expansion came about due to community demands to have options to eat outdoors all year long. Duh. We've been talking about this on this show forever, but in a snarky kind of way. Uh, the outdoor dining program really picked up several years ago during the height of the pandemic as restaurants sought to encourage customers to dine out in COVID safe. So what was this all, What was this whole business of making everybody take their stuff down just a few weeks ago only to say, oh, my bad, put it back up? Do you not know what is going on in your own city that you claim to run? You talk to restaurant people. Did you ask them before you, oh, magic, magic, take everything down? <laughs> no. Public scrutiny is a tough thing. So anyway, apply businesses, see if you can qualify. I don't know what the qualifications are. God knows. I don't know if you got to, Dance on a table with a plate on your head with lit candles. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so during the winter months, qualified businesses will be expected to abide by requirements to remove outdoor spaces and their furniture in advance of snowstorms to allow for plowing. Well, the people are not in the street. Well, maybe. I guess. So, okay. Well, we didn't have that much snow this year, so there was no snow to be Whatever. Anyway, 
in spite <laughs> uh in spite we 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 uh we good things can happen good things can happen so uh but it's up on a new have independence if you want to read about it and uh can't check it out go ahead it's up uh Oh, promotions approved before a new superintendent arrives. So did we pick a new superintendent? Do we have one? We have one? Did they pick one? I missed that one. Let me see if it says. So two, two assistant principals rose to the ranks to new leadership roles in New Haven Public Schools. Hooray! So even as the school board members raise questions about which vacancy need to be filled now and which should be left open until the next superintendent is hired. So when they leave it open so that the superintendent can decide what needs to go where. I'm just saying. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want the superintendent to come in saying, this is what I want to do rather than you doing it. And then they got to come in and undo it. And then that creates more confusion. I I don't know. I, I, don't ask me. I'm not in education. Uh, so, but you know, I Eileen Tracy is uh, right now the acting superintendent or the superintendent, and I guess she's uh, she's ready to go. <laughs> she's retiring at the end of the year. Oh, they haven't picked the uh, superintendent. They're gonna pick one later this month. Uh, so, um, before the final vote of approval for the promotion was, was taken, Board of Education Secretary Ed Joyner told, told his school board colleagues that he had concerns with the, oh, forget it. I'm not, y'all listen, go read it yourselves. Uh, so I guess they're still doing this on Zoom, which is probably, uh, better better no um better anyway this it's a little gossipy it's a little full of uh uh interesting things so and maya mcfadden wrote it so promotions approved before new superintendent arrives so go read what she says and then you know uh check out the comments Comments are always interesting. So, and uh, that's it for the Navy Independent. Paul Bass will be back next week. Word on the street. Uh, it is Passover. So uh, he has been, uh, he has been uh, uh, observing his holidays and uh, he'll be back amongst us in no time. <laughs> Uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back amongst us in no time. Uh, and if you if you're over in uh, Westville, you might catch him out walking, strolling the neighborhood, which is uh, always a nice thing. And he'll chat you up. So, so anyway, uh, it is the Jewish holiday. It is still R Ramadan, I believe, and uh, and uh, uh, we're still in sort of a an Easter mindset you know so uh, the orthodox folks just celebrated uh orthodox greeks just celebrated easter on monday so 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing, 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 amazing. There's a lot going on. I can't wait, you know. So the porch is painted. I posted up a picture yesterday. The porch is painted. Now I just have to clean off stuff. I got to clean up and uh and get get things done and uh plan to do that sometime. Although next week the temp is gonna drop back down under 70. So, you know, not not good porching weather just yet. Uh, but it's coming. We got a taste of it. You got a good taste of it. Got a good taste of it. So soon. It was nice to be out there yesterday. So it's painted. I got to put the pillows back on the furniture. And uh, yeah. And we'll have a season of porching. Uh, it'll be scaled back somewhat because, you know, until June, because I got to I got to get to study it. Uh, and 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 as soon as soon as I take the LSAT, it'll be full on. I mean, I got some other things that I need to work on too. I don't know. These are the times are changing. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to the arts and ideas people have launched their festival news. So go check them out. Angelique Kijo is keynoting headlining uh, and she is always uh amazing that woman has so much energy she brings all that energy and it's just going to be amazing so as always there'll be uh, amazing folks on the green and opportunities for you to check out artistic expression at every level so yes yeah, so be on the lookout for, for all of that and uh and be ready <laughs> for a dizzying summer you know, and, and I have this thing I do with Shelly. We see how many things we could get to. How many things could we get to? You know, I don't even know what we are up to this year. I, we don't ever really keep track. We just know we go to a lot of things. So when I get my book this year, I'm just going to start marking it up. Be like, okay, I went to this, went to this, went to this. See how many things I could get to. And uh, be excited about. Uh, and uh, on top of... Uh, some 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 other traveling that I want to be doing. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's things. And my sister's birthday is Sunday. Happy birthday, Lo. I don't know. I love you be what 56? 56? 57. Oh, 57. Right? Because I'm turning 60. We're three years apart. So 57. All right. I see you. All your birthday cards are sitting right here in front of me. <laughs> I need to just put them in the mail right now. I don't even know. I, you know, it's one of these things where you just think, oh, I have time. And then you realize, oh, my God, I really do not have time. And I woke up this morning thinking, oh, shoot, her birthday is Sunday. I don't know why I thought I was, I was, uh. I thought I was a week, already a week. I thought I had another week. That's what I thought. Well, I don't. So I need to uh, I need to go to the post office today. <laughs> I need to go to the post office today because shoot, these cards are not going to get there on time. And uh, 
I never miss my sister's birthday. So now I gotta figure out where the hell I put the cards. Ah, these are the days that drive me so. I buy all these cards. I don't know where the hell I put them. I just don't know. Oh no, they're in the kitchen. They're in the kitchen in the in the in the Target bag. You know, in the bag that I that I have not unpacked yet. So God knows what's in it. There's no food. All the food has been taken out. But um, I don't know what I what. So I'll I'll scoop up all my cards today and I'll just put them in the mail today. <laughs> let them let them just land. <laughs> Let them land. Like, oh, here, here are all your cards. <coughs> here are all your cards. Uh, and that's what we're going to work on. That's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on that. And, uh, yeah. So, I think maybe tomorrow I'll get up. Well, I, I, I would say I would get up and go have breakfast at uh, Poppy's. That seems reasonable. But then I was like, well, I could cook breakfast too. I don't know what it is about me not wanting to cook these days. Uh, maybe because, you know, soup for one. Let's see. Soup for one when you're on the run. Uh, soup for one. So uh, I, I did get eggs from... Um, uh, Serafina, and that reminds me, I need to RSVP to her wedding and uh, go in and register and pick what I'm gonna eat. <laughs> so I'll do that today. So today is just like let me let me do some things. Let me let me figure out what I need to do and get them done. So I'll do that. Uh, mail my sister's birthday cards. Uh, uh, my friend Beth sent me a book. Yeah, sent me a book and a journal. The journal came first, uh, which is really nice. And it's somewhere over here in a massive mess of all the things that I have. But, you know, junky, junky. I'm junky, junky, junky. I mean, I really am junky. I must own that part about myself. I am junky. Oh, here we go. Here are all the cards. I'm, that's right. I, I I remember I was in Target, and you know Target carries all the papyrus, which which are my favorite cards, right? Because they're so stunningly beautiful. But these damn things are uh, are expensive, and uh, I have a card for someone I need to send, and then uh, you know, yeah. So I've got oh, that's so pretty. Oh, and I bought cards from uh, from Bloom. I bought some cards from Bloom. I bought some cards from Possible Future. Yeah, these are my sister's cards right here. So I'm going to get those in the mail today so that she can have them. Because my sister last year sent me a card. Like all the cards that she sent me last year, like every day for like two weeks, I got a card. You know. And I'm like, ooh. And I have the, my sister's birthday cards are right here in my face. <laughs> Every day I got a birthday card. And I, I've got a card that looks like the card she sent me. Looks very similar. 
So, so hopefully she'll be able to come with me to, to Morocco. I'm not going to be all freaked out if she can't come because I know how life is. I mean, life sometimes deals you a hand that, you know, sometimes life just deals you a hand. And, uh, and that's just it. So I want her to come. I would love to be in Morocco with her, but good chance that she might not make it because her husband is uh, very, very ill. And uh, although she sent a message to us yesterday saying, uh, saying that uh, he, he looks way better. He's on the men. Um, uh, he looks better. He's up. He's moving about and all that kind of stuff. And he's got to go to a rehab center, but they're looking for one. And so, um, so yeah, so, so that's looking on the up and up. So I, I remain hopeful, but I understand. I truly understand. I truly, truly understand. Like my feelings would not be hurt because I, I know what it's like. I know I have some sense of what commitment is and all the things that you have to deal with. And, uh, you know, this is an unexpected, unplanned thing. And it's got to, you know, she's got to take care of those responsibilities. So, so yeah, would I love for my sister to be there? We've been playing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed, but I won't be. Uh, I'm not mad. Just be disappointed. We'll just find other opportunities to gather and celebrate. You know, listen, I'll be 60 for a decade. <laughs> I, I'll be 60 for a decade. So there's other times. We both got passports. And uh, we both got passports. So that's all I'm saying. We both got passports, and uh, we could we could we could be about we could be about it. So anyway, they're in the car. Are you going to get them out? Thanks. Thank you. I just don't know what you do for me. I'm not the same. I'm not the same i just uh let's see uh uh there's so much going on lots and lots and lots of stuff going on okay so um i've not been paying attention to international news either so I don't know what's going on. I'm not paying attention to the Donald Trump foolishness. That's circus. I don't know what's going on. And I've not paid attention to uh, 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 I don't know what's going on in, in I, I do know China is still trying to mack and bully Taiwan. They've been doing that since the beginning. Um, but, you know, Taiwan is not without allies. So and, you know, China can push the buttons if they want to, you know, but they don't want this smoke. You know, I, I think I think China would just go right up to the right up to the line and then back the hell down. You know what I mean? Like, let me see how far I could go. You know how children play you. You know, who's outside, Margo? Uh, 
Oh, somebody's outside. I hear my, I can't see, uh, but I can hear my door open. <laughs> I'm at my house, so I can hear my front door. <laughs> so I hear it. I say, like, what's going on out there? What's happening? So, uh, yeah, people are outside. People are outside. Um, today's one of these days where I'm just like all over the place. Um, all over the place. And I think it's because it's Friday. Because it is Friday and the weather is nice and I'm chomping at the bit to get out in it. I may, you know what? I may run down to Worcester Square and give me some sorbet. I mean, some Italian ice. Oh, I'm sorry. Some Italian ice. I tell you what, when I, when we were, when the, uh, when the uh, Yale folks, the law school, Yale, justice, racial center people had folks in from the uh, viewing project. Um, and we went down to Sally's. That pizza was damn good. I have forgotten. I literally have forgotten how good Sally's pizza is with no cheese. It was just so good. That's that's pizza. It's good. So anyway, um, I might I might take a run through Worcester Square just so I can get some Italian ice and take a take a look see uh, of the cherry blossoms before the festival because I'm not I've only been to the festival one time twice went twice I'm not going this year either because um, it's just too many people for me so I'll go before that take a stroll maybe that's what I'll do today that might be worth my time because uh, I, I I gotta go I gotta run over Lock Street and then after that my time is my own so maybe I'll run over to Worcester Square Park and take a stroll around the around the neighborhood and uh take in the cherry blossoms I mean that's that's just you can do that here right it's a beautiful thing uh and take some pictures and just be be in this in this space la, 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 da, 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 da. yes so just be in the space so uh, if new people are listening to me uh I'm usually more together than this but it's Friday and I'm just anxious and the weather is nice and I want to stick my feet back in sandals and get back outside. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like a kid that's, that knows that summer school is letting out in a few days and summer is upon us. I mean, I feel like that, <laughs> you know, to be outside. Um, and to just take it all in, to just take it all in, take it all in, take it all in. That's that's where I'm at. Um, I'm in that I'm in that kind of state of mind. I'm in a I'm in the outside state of mind, and uh, uh, that's why I I feel that's why it seems like I'm I'm just like, well, where is she going? What is she doing? You know, she just like riffing. Yeah, I am because it's uh. Hey, let me remind you, April is uh. National Poetry Month. National Poetry Month. And, uh, and y'all know how I feel about poetry. And uh and you know, I've been I've been in love with uh Love from the Vortex. And I think I'm gonna try to get her to come on and talk to me about this and, and the work that she does, but this because I this book was just 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 salve. It was just salve. You know, 
it was just sal it was just sal and i and uh and now when i read it now that i'm past all the emotional rigmarole that i was in now that i'm past that when i read it it's a, it hits me differently now like this book hits differently now that i'm over you know whatever i was with the, now that i'm out of the vortex <laughs> now that i'm out of the vortex this hits differently and i love that it hits differently progress growth reimagining i i'm glad makes me happy makes me happy that uh uh okay Oh, all right. The rails are getting painted too. I didn't realize the rails were getting painted. Yay. Well, we're getting a full on uh we're getting a full on uh makeover outside. Full on makeover, which is nice. So the porch will be ready. The porch will be ready. And uh I gotta find some hooks so I can hang some things. I really would like to hang a chime and I have a chime to hang so I have to figure that out um, uh, but anyway I was back to uh, uh April is uh poetry month you know I've got all my some of my favorites not all of them but some of them you know I got Sonia Sanchez I got uh Pablo Neruda Hakai Mahabudi um I've got some Crystal de Gregory I've got some of everything. Uh, I know I got some Nikki Giovanni floating around. Of course, she is my uh, she is uh, my favorite. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so. Uh, Let me see. I was try, I'm, if you hear me flipping through, it's because I'm just trying to get a sense of what I what I wanted to read. Because I I told myself I would try to read a poem every day on air. Uh, right now I'm about to we're about to take a break, and then we're gonna come back with uh, the Hall of Change Grade Eight. Uh, and uh, and they're gonna talk about this event coming up at the Affinity Affinity. Affinity Center uh, Hall, and uh, on Monday the performance, and uh, and I want people to go. So, but anyway, ah, you know, I can't find anything. All right, I'm going. I'll be back. It's the music. <laughs> Harry's playing the music. <laughs> It's like Hi, the Oscars. Paul Vivi from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Wanting more for the whole night And it ain't right 
I've been singing what's on my mind, trying to explain what can't be defined. And for so long, it's been so strong. Suddenly it's clear now that I can hear these love notes, the ones that I wrote. Melodies. There are some memories, and these love notes I found in an old coat mean something new. All because of you. I need a little help, someone to lean on. Can you hear me? Come near me. I've been dreaming my angel will come, but I never expected that you'd be the one. Now I found you. I wanna stay around you. Suddenly it's clear now that I can hear. That I wrote. Oh, these melodies. Here are some memories. These love notes I found in an old coat mean something new. All because of you. Oh, well. 
I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. 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 I still ride for you Only girl that I want is you I ain't looking but I still found you Show you something other that you can't do Got me feeling no way When they say you the same And they hate So don't go away I ain't gonna let you go away I'ma keep you right here to myself I ain't trying to show no one else We can keep it on alone But you can still let them out the second door Tell me why you play with it I'm just trying to tell you I ain't playing with it. The mother nigga lying with it. I'ma show you that I ain't the same with it. I don't wanna let you fall away. I don't wanna go nowhere. Uh, some mother nigga fall away. Cause you found a better one. I don't wanna let you fall away. I don't wanna let you fall away. Oh. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. 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 She said she got a new deck. The way she got me feeling got me dropping on my boot decks. I'm just trying to do that. Get you over here, I'ma show you us a few decks. She said she wanna roll, we can go. Anywhere that you wanna go She said she wanna be next to me Ain't no other place you rather be Got me feeling up when I'm with you Wanna feel you up when I'm with you Feeling like a drive when I'm with you Wanna where you are when I'm with you And I ain't gonna lie Do what you got me feeling I'ma take my time And I ain't gonna lie Girl you got me feeling your vibe oh, oh. I don't wanna let you fall away I don't wanna go nowhere I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch.
Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I've got some amazing people with me this morning. Hey, Charlie Grady. Hey, Louise. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Dr. Maggie. Hey. Listen, these folks represent the Hall of Change, the grade eight, and they're doing a performance on Monday. Yes. Exactly. Monday, Monday, Monday. All right. So, Charlie Grady, tell me what this is. Oh, man. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having us on here. And uh, also thank you for representing the Connecticut Hall of Change as well as you do every day, all day and twice oh. on Sunday. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you're one of those great aiders and one of those people who have made an incredible contribution to our to our communities here in Connecticut. So uh, the Hall of Change is just that. Um, I remember thinking to myself, watching the news, uh, an individual who got arrested that was very similar to someone that I knew from hang time program. And the news flash said, uh, ex felon goes back to jail or career criminal goes back to jail. That's what it was. And it just didn't rub me right. I just thought to myself, wow, um, this, this person's got a family. He's got brothers and mothers and kids, whatever the case may be. And his title is uh, career criminal. And uh, not too many people wake up on Monday and say, hey, you know what I'm going to be today? I'm going to be a career criminal for the rest of my life. That's what I want to be. So I thought at that moment, it's time to change that stigma. Because in the work that I do with uh, Hangtime and uh, my other nonprofits, organizations, helping reentry population, I know the struggle. I see the struggle every day of people uh, being labeled with that that scarlet letter and that stigma. So my goal was to change that stigma for the people who are doing incredible things uh, after they've come home from incarceration. And particularly those people who have come home from incarceration have been off of supervision of any type for five years or more and have done things not just to better themselves, but to better the community that they once lived in and uh, created havoc in, quite honestly. Uh, and as a result of that, I called together a bunch of people in the reentry population world, uh, a bunch of nonprofits. I, I created a committee. We came up with the criteria. Uh, I then said, I want this thing to be called the Connecticut Hall of Change. Uh, play on the word fame because change is more important than fame. And uh, uh, we, we literally put a criteria together. And our first one was 2020. And uh, Babs Rawls was part of that original, that OG 2020 group uh, and some other incredible people that made it into uh, that 2020 class. And so it's just been growing and gaining much attention. In fact, we're the first in the country to do it. And uh, right now we're in talks. Dr. Glenn and I are trying to make this thing happen down in Maryland, uh, where she's now residing. Um, they're very interested. They're very impressed with the whole thing. In fact, a lot of different states have, have asked about the program. My ultimate goal is to have Hall of Change, grade eighters every year in all 50 states. And each year that, that group of grade eighters travel down to DC and work on reform, prison reform, reentry, and, and make the system a little better than what it is today. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. But this uh, coming Monday, I pick four individuals that are willing to put their life story on the line in front of an audience. And uh, they trust me with the stories and uh, we weave their stories together and make a, a common theme where we can tell the story of the struggles that each of them have been through, but also it's a commonality 
among people formerly incarcerated or how their lives led them to be incarcerated. So that's what you're going to see on stage. It's not, no, there are no actors. It, it, it is people telling real life stories and real life circumstances that led to where they are today. And, and they're all highly successful today. And you have them on your show. I'm telling you that this is the most courageous thing um, that I've seen and heard. Uh, and I watched you build this out because you, yeah. you did it at, at, the, uh, at the theater in Brantford. Right. Was that the first place? Yeah, that was the first one, Legacy Theater, and shout out to Legacy because they took it. They took a chance, you know, uh, on on who was going to be there and how it was going to be received, and it went. It was a sold. It went over incredibly well. But uh, COVID said, yeah, not so much this year, and yeah. so we had to wait. And so, so now we're back at it, and uh, we've got a new cast. Uh, we have one returning cast member, Larice Harvey, the Queen of Green, I call her. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we are we are we are ready to go. I'll tell you, I'm excited. I mean, it's it's Friday, but I'm here to tell you, by Monday, I'm going to be beaming from ear to ear, and I can't wait for people to come and experience what we're doing. I, I I'm excited. So, Larice and and Maggie, what's what's the experience been like? I mean, Larice, you've been you've been doing it since the very beginning. Uh, what what has your experience been like, and, and what made you say yes? See, because I can't say yes. So you said yes. Why are you saying yes? (laughs) Right? Um, Because the first theme was about, you know, the journey itself, like a train ride. You know, it's just like we told some parts of it. But this one has more of a school to prison pipeline, how we ended up in prison, and then what we learned while we were there and what we used through all that time to become the great eights that we are today and inducted in the hall of change. And so um, it gave me an opportunity to um, let people see me as a child and not as, you know, the, you know, beast in um, re-entry that I am for our advocacy and our rights. Mm. And Maggie. And so so for me, for me, what made me say yes is, is, um, you know, when I was inducted, there was it right there in that moment while I was standing at the podium, I had this feeling of, oh, my God, like this is the opportunity to shed the label, as Charlie said, right, of this career criminal and like leave my past right there and look at where I am in present. And so um that felt like something that I was receiving and I've been such a taker. And so giving back and being a part of this and being like just a piece of what hall of change represents and trusting. So Charlie said, trust me with your story. And as you said, it, you know, it's difficult to start to think back where, what it is that I th- I want people to think about me versus who I really am. And so I trusted that information and this process to him. And I have been nothing but like pleased with how I feel, how I'm kind of internalizing everything, how I'm feeling like that I'm just really growing and changing as we go through. And then in the process, I'll help someone else, I hope, to know that they could too say yes. Mm -hmm. So how long is the performance? So we've got it down to about an hour and 15 minutes of a performance. And then there'll be some Q&A after. Oh, okay. Um, there's, there's only like a three-minute sort of break in between. And again, you know, what, 
what we've done is we've created a storytelling series that's both uh, entertaining, moving, touching, um, and it takes you on a little bit of a roller coaster ride as you as you listen to the traumatic stories and the the outcomes from these heroic people that overcame obstacles that a lot of people just don't overcome. So, so would you say, and, and this is for all of you all, and, and I'll get to you, Dr. Glenn, in a minute, because I think you're a little bit of an outlier because you all are looking to bring, bring this to your, to where you are. I, I understand. Um, does this help raise the awareness of, of humanizing uh, formerly incarcerated people and incarcerated people? Does this, do these kinds of stories bring people face to face with um, not seeing them as career criminals or not seeing us as, 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 you know, the lowest of the low, but seeing us as, you know, your neighbors and your, and the people you work with. And, and I mean, does that, does, does these kinds of stories help with that? I believe so. Go ahead, Dr. Glenn. I would, I would hope so. And, and I say that because people are so unforgiving. Oh my God! Yes, and all they see you as all they see you as is this ex felon, not knowing that there's a story behind me, and why I ended up where I did, and why I fought so hard while I was there to be be where I am today. So I would hope that it does. And for all that have spoken to me after I've shared my story, they have they have a light switch went in. Like wow. This could have happened to anybody. All it takes is one wrong choice, one wrong decision for us to switch places. Mm. And, I, and I agree. I think that it, it, it definitely helps. I think lived experience and looking in the audiences and looking at the work that I do is in behavior, health and substance use. And so anytime that I, I'm actually saying something to someone, I'm always thinking, can I answer these two questions? Is it for the benefit of the person you're speaking to? And is it actually, does it have the potential to help them? And right. so those are the two reasons for doing so. Exactly. And not only that, being, when I, when I got inducted in 2020, I remember feeling like, wow, okay, so this is the civil rights movement of this generation. And we represent, you know, the leadership of change, which is what Malcolm X, Martin Luther King represent, Sojourner Truth in her time, you know, Rosa Parks in her time. And so that's how I, I, I take it, you know, I receive it. So I feel like it's my responsibility, right? It's my, you know, I have a public image to uphold and it is my job to be that voice as a leader of those who are formerly incarcerated or justice impacted, those who are survivor of domestic violence, sexual abuse, those who um, change not for just themselves, but like Maggie and Dr. Glenn said, for the betterment of others. I don't share my story so you get to know me. I share my story so you might see me in your classroom. You might be talking to me at the wow. bus stop. You might be looking at me and one of your nieces and nephews, hear my story and look for the symptoms and signs and help that child before they become an inmate number. That's so daggone powerful. 
she done made me change my mind about telling the story because I was like before I was like oh god I don't need no more daggone spotlight but but Larice that just touched me in ways I can't begin to tell you so how does your how do you uh tell the story and and have your family support or does your family support telling of these stories and uh, are they are they supportive are they like can we just put this behind us you know like what what is the atmosphere uh like for for your loved ones and your family members that you're doing this work mine's is mixed i think overall everyone's proud of me that i am where i am today and i use um that time for me to get me together find me again and that i'm using this platform of, you know, um, the grade eight to bring my story to the forefront. So there's some that's, you know, stuck on appearances. Me, I did, if if I did, and I said it in 1996 when I stood up in court, I said, if nothing else, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to hope and reach out to everyone they may, may be impacted by the same things that I've been impacted by. So my so my jail time and my prison time wasn't in vain. So because when they look at me, I want them to see hope. So I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this for all the women out there because what they forget about are the women that have to go through the things that we went through because of a man of whomever and then we end up in prison. See, they expect men to go to prison, but they forget about the women and the children. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for, for me with my family, they, they're primarily um, primarily supportive. And so with, with, with my recovery, I'm a person in long-term recovery for 31 years. And so from drugs and alcohol. And so through that process, they've actually kind of watched me as I, pull through that and get better a little bit at a time. And so it's so interesting you asked that question because I was talking to my oldest sister um, just the other night and I said, you know, I'm going to be talking about my rape. So I just want to let you know that. Do you think that we should, I should tell my brother? And she's like, well, it's going to be a shock whether you tell him now, let him, let him be shocked in the play. So it's, you know, just that oh, thought. <laughs> and later on, I said to myself, why, why am I even asking? Because this is, as Dr. Glenn said, this is about me. This Mm. is about my process. This is about my growth and my change. And I have no, I've had shame in my life for a lot of years, but I have no shame about who I was, who I became and who I am today. So here I am. Well, mine is a little um, different than theirs. Um, my family has never attended anything, any award, anything I've done in Connecticut. They, that my kids and I are estranged. Like they, um, I had to divorce my kids, you know, in a letter because they're just so emotionally abusive and think that I had, um, I could have made a different choice than to save my life and their life and not go to jail. I would have died if I didn't defend myself or they would, the girl would have shot my son's bassinet and he would be dead, you know? And even though we're, they're adults, they're in their 31, 35, um, they still uh, feel abandoned by me and they don't support anything I, I do. And if they did, I have no clue of it. Okay. So my family that comes and support me, 
are um, my reentry friends and allies. Um, now that I'm in housing and doing justice impacted housing rights and development, making connecting um, justice impacted people to housing, like first time home ownership, multi family ownership, and partnering with once incarcerated anonymous to. Um, rent um, one of your, if you do a multifamily, one of your apartments with us to make sure that a justice impacted family or individual has housing to end justice impacted homelessness. And um, no one comes. So for me, when y'all show up, that's why I'd be like, you coming, you coming, because y'all my family, y'all my support. I'm one of those individuals who don't have um, relatives that publicly support me or um, attend or uh, come to anything that I do unless I'm paying them. Mm. So, wow. so bad. Um, that was a, a very interesting question. And you mentioned, why did they say yes to, to being in such an intimate exposure, right? They're, they're bearing their souls in, in this, in this exercise. And again, this is a storytelling series. This is not an acting act. This is no, there's no acting. Right. And so, one of the things that that the ladies all spoke about was the conversations leading up to. And as they indicated, I gave everyone about a six, eight page questionnaire to complete. Um, and I emphasized at the onset, I need you to read through this because this is very, very traumatic. And let me know if this is something you're willing to enter into. You'll have to trust me with your story to make it something that you can be proud of at the end of the day uh, with the linkage of a common theme in there. And there's several common themes, especially since they're all, everyone in the, this year's cast is all around the same age uh, bracket where um, you know, generational change hadn't really affected uh, too much. We all kind of grew up in, in an era where, you know, your, your auntie, your neighbor, they could grab you up, snatch you up and be like, yo, I know who your mother is. So that's this, <laughs> this audience of people. And so um, I've had people uh, from the, the Connecticut Hall of Change. We're up to about 24 people now that are in the Connecticut Hall of Change. And I've had people read through the questions and say, you know what? I'm not ready for this level of intimacy. Oh, I, I was there. one of those people, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. I know that. You sent it to me and I was like, I'm flipping through yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Listen, and, and everybody has their reasons, right? Everybody has their reasons for, for saying no or for saying yes. And and what I what I found is those people who say, look, I'm gonna go for this, they don't step one toe in. They jump in the deep end with no floaties. And yeah. these four, these these three women here and and their 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 fellow uh cast member, Gordon lied, uh GW lied. I mean, when I tell you commitment. These four people are committed to making this work. And it's been cathartic for them. It's been cathartic for me when I string things together and they read it and they go, oh my God, I never looked at it that way. Or thank you for pointing out some of the things that I might have overlooked. It's their words, but I string it together in such a way that one person's message touches another person's message or right where they left off trying to send a message about what's happened in their life. So everything, everything is intentional. Everything is, ha has a purpose. And I think when people come, they're going to see that, that lock and that tie-in and the commitment it takes 
to be dedicated to telling the story for the benefit of not just self, because they all said, you know, I, I'm doing it for me, but it's what they give to the people that are listening and people that are in the audience. Because what we know, what we know is that the people in the audience have been affected by a lot of stuff that that the four great eighters on stage are talking about. Mm. That's what we know. And, and, you know, and I want people to understand that you're not just some guy who, like, let me just take a stab at this. You, you have a, uh, a background that, that has trained you to sort of take stories from beginning to end. I want you to talk a little bit about that so that people understand that, you know, you're not just some cat like, well, let me just, let me just talk to people and grab their stories and throw them out there. You have some real, you have some real understanding and knowledge about this. Yeah. So, so um, as of uh, as of August of this year, I will have been involved in in some way, shape, or form in law enforcement for forty one years, and uh, that's a long run in in the business that that uh, I've been a big part of. Um, so, I have exposure to not only the law enforcement side, the criminal justice side, um, but I also have. During that 41 years, it's kind of crazy because people, you know, these are the things you don't read about or hear about often, is that at the same time I was involved in processes of locking people up for criminal behavior, I was also helping people that came home. Some of the same people that I locked up, I was helping them to reset their lives when they came home, right? And so you don't read about that often, right? And so the bottom line is in the process of doing that work, Someone said to me, oh, you know, you look like this one. You look like that one. You should you should be in TV and film. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? My mother is my greatest influence. You know why? Because no one ever told me, mother or father, never told me you can't do that or you shouldn't be involved in that. So there is nothing that I wasn't willing to try. And so as a result, I tried everything. I was a professional drummer for many years, playing all over the country with with Marion Meadows and Ron Lawrence, rest his soul, and Jay Rowe. And, you know, um, I taught myself how to play the drums in the basement. I went out and did that. And then I started going into New York and I landed roles in music videos with Freddie Jackson and Surface and and, uh, and then started getting roles in film and TV with Buster Rhymes and John Leguizamo. I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. I am probably the luckiest man you've ever met because I had no formal training at the time, but I knew what I knew. And I've been the, the consultant on law and order, film sets, you name it, right? But in the process, I realized that some of my own stories and some of my own experiences need to be written. And I read scripts and I learned scripts and I took courses in script writing and I did a bunch of different things. But the, the greatest educator for me was the actual lived experience and how to transpose that onto paper. And so I've done a bunch of that for myself. So when I take other people's stories, I'm using a wealth of, of information and experience, some 30 years worth of experience. And it's funny, Babs, that you mentioned that because some people, uh, they, they can't connect to, to me on, on that, right? They see me as the cop or they see me as the guy who created hang time or the, right? I, I credit my mother again. Uh, there isn't anything that I won't try doing because no one told me I can't. And so uh, I hear people's stories where their parents go, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Um, I never had that. So therefore, I had the courage and the, and the bravado to try it all and, and, and do the things that I, I love the best. 
So acting, film, television, I, I've done voiceovers, I mean, you name it. I've been on television for a long time. A lot of people will see me and go, you look familiar. And I just kind of laugh and I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe, you know. And, uh, and especially there, there was a time when I was on TV commercials all over the place, you know, BJ's TV commercials and Macy's TV commercials. And people would see and go, you know, you look familiar. And I'd go, yeah, maybe, yeah, we might've met. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I think to your point, uh, I've been in the game for a long time, and uh, in, a, in, a, in about a year or so, I'm going to retire. And Really? Uh, yeah, a year or so, I'm going to retire again, because I retired from police uh, uh, back in 2002, but I'm going to retire again, and then I'm going to uh, dedicate my, my time to writing scripts and hopefully get a couple series going and, uh, and see how well that works out. And if I get bored with that, I'll play the drums or I'll take up the bass or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So y'all got this. Thank you. Thank you for that, Charlie, because I, I wanted to make sure that people understood the connection because there's real, real, uh, you have a real talent and skill set for this. It's not just, you know what, let's just bring these people together and whatever happens, but you, you have real education and real experience around how to craft stories so that folks are not left out there just flapping in the wind on stage that there is a real there is a real concerted effort here there's a choreography here um so that people's stories flow and that people are comfortable um and it doesn't take away from their authenticity or any of that it's just that those of us who work in theater and all that other kind of stuff there's things that has to happen to to make this successful so that y'all shine and and are your very best i just wanted people to know that yeah and and you know it's funny because um I tell them all, I'm not trying to make them actors, but they're natural actors and storytellers. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's funny because we did in 2019, I, I wrote uh, a stage play with, with Steve Driffin called Her Time. And uh, it premiered at the Klein Theater. Yep. And uh, people were, were blown away because they're like, oh, we didn't know you did that. And even Steve said, we didn't know you, you, know, you didn't do that. We just thought you were that police, that popo, right? And uh, and we had 900 people uh, at the at the first showing. We had you know 900 900 people that attended, and uh, you know they loved it. We had an incredible cast. I know I was there. I came. Yeah, I yeah. Came. And then uh, and then we did a follow up with Jamal, all about a young black uh, kid from Hartford whose trauma was dealt with with uh, equestrian therapy, and uh, he ends up trying to make money to go to Brown University for the equestrian program, and then life gets in the way, and mm-hmm. uh, so. We've, we've had a few things going on, and uh, this is just another in the series of successes um, with storytelling. And, and I'm, I'm telling everybody who's within earshot, um, you got to be in Hartford Monday at 6 p.m. at Infinity Hall. It's free, thanks to UConn. Yeah, UConn, uh, our, one of our, our original grade-aiders, Daryl McGraw, and uh, professor over at UConn, Nana Amos, uh, paved the way for us to get uh, into UConn and through Infinity Hall. So we're very proud to work with UConn because again, everything Connecticut. Connecticut's forward leaning, we're front. And you were asking before about the trust. We have been trusted to go inside of DOC and speak to cadet police off, uh, corrections officers before they even take a stance. So we are humanizing their experience for them before they even go onto a block and their job. We did so well with that. We've already spoken to over 600, over 600. Did I say that? Over 600 
cadets before they ever entered their job, making an impact on them. The impact is real. And then we got invited to speak to young onboarding prosecutors, state prosecutors that we've spoken to, as well as invited to speak to 13 different police departments, 53 different um, young police officers through the academy, humanizing the experience of formerly incarcerated people before they even start their job. They have a whole new outlook on what humanity is and some of the struggles that people are going through so that when they show up or when they get that file, they're not just looking at a statistic, they're looking at a human being. Mm. So um, as we as we, we got about like uh, in a couple of more minutes, um, I want each of you to tell me, what do you want people to take away from your story? Honestly, when they sit in that theater on Monday and see your stories um, um, across that stage, what do you what do you want them to know? And Larissa, I think you were very succinct in terms of do you want people to see not not so much your story, but to see your story in folks that they interact with, whether it's the classroom or church or wherever it is that they that they see it. But I, I, I what do you want people to want when they leave that theater Monday night? What do you want them to know? For me, I, I live by this mantra, pave your pain into power. I want them to see that their pain can be a powerful message for change. That's what I want people to leave there, knowing that they can pave their pain into power. I like that. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that in a, in a, in a, on a, in a sign, right? Like I'm going to hang that on the wall. For me, um, I would like to leave this world a much better place than what I found it. And I want them to realize that you don't have to be what you've been through. And I want them to see, when they see me, I want them to see hope and know that although you've gone through all that you went through in your life, each day is a new day. And some of us get caught up in the past and don't want to move forward. So I need them to know that they have to, each day is a new day. Hmm. And, and I think, I think for me, um, what's going to be really important is um, just really overall that it's never too late. And that, you know, there is, um, you know, I often think about, you know, I never saw myself as a person who would end up in prison, who would end up addicted, you know, because I thought that the image of being a shy kind of quiet person is different than what is shown as a person who ends up addicted to drugs. And so I just want people to know that no matter what it is that they go through, you can get through it, number one, but there has to be a start and it's never too late. So just start and that is never too late. Thank you. So Charlie, before we go, I'm gonna give you the last word. Exactly. What it is that you want for 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 the Hall of Change and Grade Eight? What, what do you? What is the biggest dream for this? So the biggest dream is, to, as as I indicate sometimes, uh, is to have all fifty states um, honor individuals just like you all on this call um, in a, in such a way that you guys are memorialized in the state museum. And 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 stop and think about that. Um, what makes this thing so unique and so outstanding? Uh, is the people that are involved, right? So I don't do any of this by myself. I have a full committee that helps to put this thing together. And our partners are the Department of Corrections, uh, Commissioner Quiros and the commissioner before him uh, 
shared my vision when I brought it to the table, had a meeting with their entire staff and said, this is what I think we should do. It can be inspiration for those individuals coming home, going back into the community. It can be a beacon of hope and light for those individuals that really don't have a path, but look just like the members who are being honored. So in addition to having DOC, we have the arts and preservation. Uh, Ms. Liz Shapiro, um, again, saw the vision. She's like, absolutely, we're gonna find the space where we can put your, your likeness and your stories will live on. Your great grandkids will be able to visit a Connecticut museum and see great grandma's picture and story uh, of, of success. That was my overall hope and, and dream for it. But I would like to see all 50 states do the same thing so that each year, the grade eight from each year can travel together, can unite together, can work together in unison to help change the system that we're in right now. We know the system is broken. We know the judicial system is broken. And so who better to help change the judicial system than those that have experienced it from across the country? Because what you might have experienced here in Connecticut may be very different from what someone experienced in Texas or in California. But if all of you were in the room together, having this dialogue and conversation, it would be transformative. Everyone learning from each other's experience and how to move forward to make a huge difference across this country. Connecticut, again, I brag about it because I've been here my whole life and I see as I travel around areas of the country, we are forward leaning. We are, we are doing things that a lot, of, uh, a lot of states just haven't even tapped into, uh, such as closing the prisons and taking some of that money and, and repurposing that money into reentry programs and that sort of thing. Um, we are doing a great job of being the first. And so I wanna make sure that we stay on that track I want to make sure that we bring people together. And ultimately, I'm hoping that one day uh, Connecticut can be the pilgrimage to Mecca for all things reentry. People come from around the country to come here uh, for conferences and so forth and think tanks. So that's the way you change the perception and the stigma. Number, power in numbers. Thank you so much, y'all, for spending this Friday with me this morning. I want everybody to go. It's at, uh, what is it, Infinity Hall? Infinity, Infinity Hall, Front Street, downtown Hartford. Um, it starts at six, the doors open. They got a nice little bar in there, I'm just saying. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful theater and they've been awesome to work with so far. So we are so looking forward to uh, being downtown Hartford. And, you know, who knows, we might take the show on the road after that, who knows? I, I like the sound of that. Well, thank you, okay. Larissa. It's always good to see you, Green, Green Love you, Queen. Babs. Good to see you, Dr. Antoinette Glenn, and good to see you, Miss Maggie Young. I am so proud of y'all. Y'all are repping, and I'm Next so, time you. so proud you. to be in the number. So listen. Yes. Thanks for I having want, us. I want, to send a, I want to send, I got to send a shout out to my man, Gordon, because you asked the question, what do you want these the, the people in the audience to walk away with? And then, uh, so in these rehearsals, we become even greater than family. Maggie and Dr. Glenn and Larissa. Those are my those are my my sisters, my my nieces, my aunties, you name it. They're everything. And Gordon, uh, what he would want people to walk away with, I'm sure, is that uh, at one point in his life, he had long curly hair. So light skin wavy. I'll be sure. <laughs> Goofy Gordy. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Enjoy your weekend. Have Thank a, you a so terrific much. show. See you Monday. And I hope you all come back anytime you want, Charlie. Anytime you want. Thank you, darling. We love it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Harry. Have a good weekend. I'll be back on Monday.
And uh, y'all behave yourselves out here in the street. Right.